You know what I saw for the first time? What's that? I saw the new Lion King movie. Oh my God, so did I. <laughs> did you really? And we both yeah, saw I just it for the first it. time? Yes. Okay. Okay. We saw the new Lion King movie and it was like, and it was like literally a scene by scene remake. So I'm going to say what I thought of it. Okay. And then you can say what you thought of it and we'll see if our opinions align. Wait, do you have, do you have, hold on. Hold on. What you got there? I'm, I'm going to write down my opinion on a, on a piece of paper. Okay. He's writing down his opinion. Um, I'm going to write down my opinion really quick. Well, you're going to tell me your opinion. Yeah, but I'm going to write it down first. Okay. For those of you who know, I won't watch that shit because I don't like to remake the classics. There's no point because the cartoon holds up. It's my. It's my opinion. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I got it. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's my opinion. Fucking sucked. Okay, so he went. It was like. I don't know if you can. Can you read that? I can't read that. Read it. Wait, what was it? For those, I was was like. Okay, hold on. It's not focusing on that. For those of you listening, they wrote their opinion of the movie on post-it notes. uh, And I was showing it. What'd you write, Mitch? I I said it was like watching the original, but worse in every way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucked. Okay, so let me talk about why it was bad and why I'm why it's so interesting to me that that made fucking one point six billion dollars because of nostalgia bucks. Because 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 it only made four hundred four hundred thousand domestic. Think about that. Okay, and it only made one hundred and sixty in China. So like, okay. international distribution is. A fucking thing, man. Like, yeah. holy crap. That made them a lot. They figured out how to make a lot of money from international distribution. So it was like essentially a scene by scene remake. Right. It's like, Svenja, and then he holds up Simba and you're like, whoa, like it's like the original, except worse. You know, it's the original. And at first I was like, OK, all right. All right. We'll go. We'll go with this. But the thing that bothered me the most about it was everything about the way they chose to stylize it like so they chose to do this real 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 to life style right so it's like oh my god it's a real lion except when (laughs) it's not a real lion because the entire thing is cg but for some reason do you remember when this came out they were trying to say it was not a uh they're like oh it's this is not an animated movie like i didn't like because a bunch of yeah, because like the director would keep keep correcting reporters because they're like, yeah, what do you think about this being like the highest grossing animated film? He's like, it's not an animated film. Huh? Like, so which was really funny to me because like. So like it is an animated film, <laughs> a computer animated uh, like film. there is nothing about it that was real, like it's entirely computer generated. So. And like the thing is, because they chose that realistic style, so they run into this problem. So you have these characters that are saying these profound things like everything the light touches is yours. Yeah. My name's Darth Vader Mufasa cat. Is it, is, uh, it, is it James Earl Jones? Yeah, it's James yes. Earl Jones. Um, so they, he was in the, he was the original one, which I thought was like, okay, nostalgia bucks right there. Uh, everything the light touches, but like 
the lion is just like it's like they're moving a lion's mouth like they put peanut butter on his mouth and they're moving his and he's moving his mouth so like when they're doing the style correctly you don't get any like there's no emotion that you can see coming from the characters because versus the original cartoon it was essentially like human faces like it's a human faced cat right that's me and the problem is when they actually do like, oh, my God, my dad's about to die. Spoiler alert, his dad dies. Sorry, if you haven't seen the movie yet. You suck. Uh, so his dad's dead and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sad. And he makes like he makes like sad face. And like whenever he would actually like try to show emotion like you, you'd hit that uncanny valley like so quickly. It'd be like, ah, like now now, not only does it look bad because I didn't because it's supposed to be a cat, but it's not a real lion. But now now it doesn't even look like a lion. Now it looks like you tried to put a human face on a real lion and I'm creeped the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And. Um, Stop giving Disney money. I mean, I just rented it for free. No, I mean, like the world. The world gave him one point six billion dollars. I know, but I, money right there. It's funny you rebring this up because during the time it was in theaters, it was a, a lot of people who are usually very forgiving to Disney on YouTube were panning the movie for those very reasons. Yeah, so like it makes me wonder: like, did it make one point six billion dollars because everyone was so excited that they went and saw the movie once? I and they had I mean, such a wide distribution that they were just able to get all that money in just yeah. one go. Cause I can't imagine like I had like that sorry. one. Cause I remember reading critical analysis of the movie and they basically said the same thing. The, a lot of the same things that I talked about, it's like the movie, like the stylization was bad, like everything. So like, well, I think there might've been some blow. Like it? Not a lot of people, but I think there might've been some blowback to that in the sense that, Let's see here. When did The Lion King come to theaters? It was uh, earlier this year sometime. July Spring? 19th. Oh. And before that, in March, they had Dumbo, which was a flop. Yep. Then yep. Lion King came out, which was a more powerful brand, and killed it. But I killed wonder it. if the sentiment is, is going down because Melissa Fent 2 bombed. Hmm. Like... One of those were the one bad movie, even though the that movie did well, affected the next movie, kind of like how Star like, Wars 8. Yeah, with Solo. People were upset about Star Wars 8, so Solo was shit. Yeah. Because shit numbers, even though I would actually argue that Solo was not actually a bad movie. No, I actually saw it on Netflix. It was actually entertaining. Mine is yeah. a stupid-ass robot. I hated the robot. Like, if they got rid of the robot, it would have been an excellent movie for me. Yeah. Um, But, like, the Aladdin remake and all of our stuff's anecdotal guys. Like, so like the Aladdin remake, I, I, I don't know anybody. I haven't seen it. Probably won't see it. I'm not interested. I'd rather just watch the animated cartoon. I'm a big fan of 2d animation. That's why I like anime so much. Cause they still do it. I don't like these live action. remakes. I'd have zero interest in watching them, but Aladdin made a billion too. Aladdin I saw money. I saw Aladdin. Uh, I thought it was better than the lion King. Because oh, yeah. I, so I think so here's here's my take on it, because I had no problem with all the stylization things that you were talking about. In fact, they added like a little bunch of little quirks where a lot of the animals would act like animals. 
right? Like you would yeah. have Timon doing his like little meerkat thing in between like sentences. And I, I liked that because you it was like, that? Oh okay. yeah. I mean, I didn't dislike it. It was, but I, I noticed it during the movie. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of interesting. They're making them look like, like actual animals. Um, my problem is they didn't add, they didn't add anything to the movie. They just made the same exact movie actually. And they like took some stuff away and they took, uh, they changed like I, one of the, one of the things that pops into my mind is when, um, when Timon and Pumbaa were going to be uh bait and a distraction for the hyenas. Yeah. They changed the song that they sing. And that's like uh, one of my favorite songs where it's yeah. just, you know, or uh, um, like when Scar sings, be prepared. Yeah. They change they, like, that massively reduce now, that. I can understand why they're right. They don't want the, they don't the want Nazi, like the Nazi, the, the, yeah. uh, Nazi hyenas. Yeah. But so when I look at, when I look at this movie and I look at it compared to Aladdin or compared to beauty and the beast, right. Cause beauty and the beast is another one that was live action. I actually really liked that movie. Uh, and I thought that one was a very, very good remake. Um, Aladdin was pretty much a remake to, but they added their own spin on things, right? Like they changed up, they sang the same uh, friend like me song, but like Will yep. Smith put his own little thing onto it or whatever. Right. And like yeah. the same added, with Prince Ali, a couple of added, new songs, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's what they did with, uh, Beauty and the Beast. They added new songs. They like did more to it. This one was exactly scene for scene, like watching the original movie. It just wasn't as good, right? Simba didn't sound like Simba in my head. I know what Simba sounds yeah. like. And I would like listen to him and I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, I can get over his voice, I guess. But then I'm like, well, it's just not after, after I finished watching it, I wanted to go watch the original because also, I wanted the original. Was there anything about it? So like if you had never seen The Lion King, would you have liked The Lion King after watching just the new one? I mean, maybe that's what they're going for. Mm, well, I don't know I if think, I would have. See, I think it doesn't stand up on its own. Like, I think the only way that you could have liked that movie would be if you had seen the original one. Yeah, see, like, I don't, it leans I don't think so. so heavily on just the fact, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, we we only did half the song, but you've heard the other half, you know, like, yeah. you get it. Because, like, otherwise... Especially like my the best example is like the be prepared song. It, the song's like maybe like 30 seconds in that movie versus being like a whole like two or three minute scene mm -hmm. in the original one. But like because it kind of is, is like, well, if it's only it's 30 seconds, like, why is he singing like that? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not dramatic because they didn't actually like take the time to do the build up that's created by having the Nazi hyenas yep doing the what nazi I, walk what i find interesting is it seems like these uh live action remakes for disney are very polarizing and the ones that hit hit hard but and i'm going to compare this to joker on terms of budgets so if you, i was looking at what you guys are talking about this i looked up all the budgets of the of the three major remakes and they all had budgets in the 200 million and that doesn't include their marketing costs right yep so how much profit are they really making? And apparently Joker with its $50 million budget is now more profitable than Avengers Infinity War. Whoa. Yep. So 
I'm curious, like them making these polarizing things, is it profitable long term? Are people buying tons of Blu-rays when they come out? Are they using it as a selling point for the streaming service? Because I maybe they're getting a lot of younger people in with these new things and that's what they want. But anybody I know that, that grew up with the originals don't really like the remakes. I, I think Mitch is the only person I know that likes the Booty and the Beast one. Hmm. See, and but they don't I, they don't they don't hate it for its story. They hate it. it's like it doesn't have the magic of the the animated film. That's what yeah. everybody I and I can and I can see that because you can do more with animation, right? Like, yeah, at least you can easier. It I makes me wonder what they're more believable animated than he is CGI or whatever. Right. It but. makes me wonder what their what their reasoning for switching to remakes is, though, like for it's profitability. Well, so but the cash grabs they've had the cash grabs for years, right? Because they've they've always had the every so many years they're pulling out Little Mermaid from the vault and. Right. And check it out. Now you can buy it on extended Blu-ray and whatnot. They've always had that, right? They've always re-released movies. But like at at some point, it became more profitable maybe to remake the movie than to just re-release it. Yeah, I still still stand by what I've said on previous podcasts where I think they they have to re-remake it so they can keep the trademark fresh. Well, but the, they also, but they all also of these the, stories are in the are in the public domain. You could make a Little Mermaid movie now. You could, but and, you can't make you can't make Little Mermaid as it shows on a Disney movie and oh, make I see dolls and shit gotcha. over it, right? So if they, because I think it also is, it's in addition to that, it's like an opportunity for them to be like, oh, sweet, a new Lion King movie out. Make more Simba toys. Mm-hmm. Like, and these ones are realistic and they suck. Well, but I you have actually to have the set. Apparently, I mean, some of these sell gangbusters and they clearly like the ones that don't, they can still add to their streaming catalog and be like, we got these things. Yeah. You want to watch these true. things? I mean, they're going to, they're coming out with their streaming service pretty soon here, like right? Two weeks. Yep. Oh shit. And it's Which, launched title. Are, are we buying it day one, Mitch? Uh, well, I saw an article the other day that as a Verizon yeah. wireless customer, I get 12 months for free. So <laughs> suck are you fucking kidding me? I God, damn it. saw a similar deal through Hulu because they have a, like, if you get like a bundle, Ooh, like a if, you, if you already pay for Hulu, you can get Disney plus at a discount or something like, let me see here. Hulu, Disney but there was a thing that was like bundled Disney, Hulu, and ESPN. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, that makes sense. And that was like it was like fifteen bucks for all three or something. Yeah, which so, I I'd go for that. But I think it's the Hulu version that has commercials, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but yeah, their their base one. I hate that. I hate it's the so whole annoying. idea about that. I I have the base one by default because mm-hmm. when I re-signed up for Spotify, they had a deal that came with the Hulu regular one and it had some exclusive anime anyway like one punch man season two which is really bad but uh i was like fuck (laughs) but uh fuck yeah i mean the commercials wouldn't bug me as much if it was like at the beginning and then not again but it blocks it like cuts up the show and then it's two minutes of commercials it's just as bad as cable tv yeah yeah and you're paying for it too you're paying it yeah it's everything about the reason why i cut cable like come on yeah yeah I'm curious. I'm very curious 
how these pan out in the long term. And I Disney will laugh at the bank anyway, because even with them like a movie like Melissafent that isn't that's a box office bomb, they can still recoup their costs by putting on the streaming service, probably. That's true. How much has that movie made? Uh let's see. Like all right, so its box office is one hundred fifty-seven million, and it's been out for three weeks now. And its budget was one eighty-five million. Oh, they haven't, wow. they haven't broke lost even their yet. Ass on that, then? Hmm. Yeah, is that even that doesn't even include marketing? Apparently, on that one, um, it only made like two million in Japan, and then they removed the trailer off of their their website in Japanese, and then just pulled it out, like. Like it was doing so poorly. So poorly. Yeah. Like no one likes Angelina Jolie. I don't Not know. anymore. I just Not don't, anymore. I don't care for I, I personally like I remember the time I liked Disney was the Disney afternoon and for the movies, the cartoon movies. If they started doing that again, I would I would do it, but they made a oh. choice like five or six years ago to to go full 3d yeah so Dude, i hope the the disney streaming service has some of that disney afternoon content that would be cool yeah like all the dark stuff for, for you, you 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 guys have kids uh but Darkwing uh, duck man it was that like yeah. dangerous Darkwing, and then what uh the tailspin tailspin yeah that's the one and uh, DuckTales. Yep. You know, Launchpad was the original cinematic universe guy. He showed up in like three of those shows. Yep, he sure did. Hmm. Like he, he was in all three of those shows. He was in Tailspin. Not all the time, but once in a while. DuckTales yeah. and Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Because his, um, his Launch- superhero, whatever it's called. Launchpad got around. A lot. We <laughs> <laughs> <He> did. <laughs> it's the way you said it. He, he did. It sound like he got around. He he got around. Yeah, this guy. But um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Yep. Don't care for him. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. So Mitch and I are in agreement. It was bad. Uh, Lion King sucked. Yep. We're not in agreement about why it sucked, but that's okay. I would give that movie one out of five Tims. Oh, see, and I, I, I wouldn't give it that low. I, I'd say like it's like a four out of five because at the very least, it's going to make me go watch The Lion King again. <laughs> what, it uh, sucked. It sucked, but you know, I give it my second highest what rating. You, what did you rent it on? <laughs> oh, wait. I was totally thinking four out of ten, not, and then I said four out of oh. five. Yeah, what is oh, it, four what out is, of ten. Yeah, your scale is four out of ten. Jason's is out of seven. Yeah, I which is how it works. Zero yep. out of seven because I'll never watch it. I don't care to watch it. Yep. Uh, I bought it on Redbox for free. It's yep. good. I like Redbox. Yeah, I like it a lot. So I supported Redbox. I didn't support the Disney monster. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Redbox isn't going to give Disney. I don't no, know. They, how they literally here. well, they give they get their initial sale for the package good mm-hmm. and that's it yeah yeah so yeah it's like also interesting thing too with streaming platforms if you watch it on there even if you don't watch it the licensor still makes money yeah so like if they license the office out and you don't watch it 
the people who, who are running the syndication of the office still made their money. That makes sense. Yes. It isn't it isn't based off of views. It isn't like that. It's just like, oh, we're gonna pay for the license of the stream of the office or the Disney show or whatever. Regardless yeah, of you Yeah. I don't think there's a service that pays I wonder I don't think I don't think any of the contracts are like that where it's based off of views. That yeah. will just that will make the streaming service decide on whether decide or not they, they want to bring contract. it on. Yeah. Totally. Uh huh. I still highly recommend the Joker movie, guys. It's really good. It's really I'm gonna, smart. I'm going to go see it. I've been very really I've been good. Just avoiding spoilers of it so I can go in as fresh as possible. And it's, it's really, really smart. It's been really difficult. It's really smart. Yep. So and we'll then once we do that, we'll finally we'll finally have a uh, we'll have a uh, a review of it. But you I know. Can- Speaking of platforms, so EA has decided to come home. Steam? Steam. Still going to have to launch Origin, but that's going to be a lot better than what it is right now. Oh, okay. So here's what I hope for for uh, Origin, like Origin games coming back to Steam. Like if they do it like Ubisoft does, Ubisoft with Uplay, where if I buy it on Steam, the the game gets updated and everything, but I have to launch the other launcher. I like I don't like that I have to launch another launcher, but if the game is updated within Steam, I'm happy because like that's what Steam does really well. All my games stay up to date, like I get the Steam like the controller shit and I have my Steam friends list. Like if I get those things, like and I'd the be, forums and yeah. the, all the good stuff yeah if i get those things i'd be pretty happy like i'd be pretty pissed if you buy the game through steam and then or you you still have to launch the origin launcher to keep it up to date like that would be bull i doubt that i mean maybe but i'm steam has some pretty good hooks and apis for these apparently since you play uses it so yeah because like i that would be uh, that would be awesome if it ends up being like that then i think it's a I think it's a great move. Well, a um, lot of people forgot too that Bethesda is also coming back to Steam at some point. Like Doom Eternal can be, I believe, um, pre-ordered there. Well, so but you're forgetting one oh. one giant thing there, Jason. What? No one gives a fuck about Bethesda anymore. No, but <laughs> yeah, you can get you can pre-order Doom Eternal on Steam right now. So yeah, you sure can. It's interesting, though, because not everyone's doing the epic comparison, right? Like, oh, well, why why would they go to Steam? And it's and somebody I, w- I was reading in a Reddit post, they were like, well, they already have their hardcore users on Origin, so they're making as, as much money as they can from their hardcore. However, mm-hmm. they're not bringing anybody else new in. And in order to do that, you have to go to the biggest platform. Yep. Well, that's why I think it would make a lot of sense if they do it like Ubisoft does, because like Ubisoft games, because I have to launch Uplay, uh, so I buy the game on Steam and then I launch Uplay and I'm like, oh, I'm in Uplay. And then if they show me an ad being like, oh, the game is now 40% off versus only 30% off on Steam, there's a high chance that I might just buy it in the Uplay app, right? Yep. So it gives them like another, yeah, like another uh, onboarding source for, I don't know, like, yeah. like I would, I would argue that those users aren't going to buy your game. Like, yeah, like it, you're you're just giving up so much profit and like 
yeah i think it's a i think it's a smart play it seems like a lot of p it seems like there's like as much flack like epic has really been trying to throw a lot of flack at steam like one of the biggest publishers now moves to steam it's it's like wow sort of sort of interesting that like valve has just been just been steadily doing fighting the good fight you know yeah well even red dead redemption 2 is only exclusive on epic for like two weeks <laughs> and the majority of people are going to buy directly from rockstar anyway because the pre-order bonuses for the rockstar store are way better mm. on any store so i don't know i don't i'm wondering if there's some internal metrics that's showing that the epic exclusivity is not working out and two Steam wants, if Steam, or not Steam, but EA wants to broaden their platform a little bit. Epic Store is still really bare bones, like in a bad way. Have you checked yeah. it out at all? I haven't been on it for a while. Yeah, I got curious and I made a fake account and I, I just wanted to browse the store features. They don't have any way for me to search by genre. So it's just like you click on store and it's a lump sum of shit. So I have to know what I'm looking for. Like the mm. name of the title. That's really bad for smaller games. Yeah. Really bad. So, like, it don't their biggest advertisement is the bad press they're getting, I think. Like, oh, <laughs> I know that game will be an epic, so I can search for it. Whatever. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, and from, like, Origin's perspective, you think about it, like, there's no reason, like, if I were them, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go on Steam, and I'm going to be on Epic. Like, it doesn't really... Well, I bet like, you I don't Epic... see why they wouldn't just try to be in on as many platforms as they possibly could. Yeah. Right. Well, I bet you Epic approached them because Jedi Fallen Order is made in Unreal 4. And they've been. Yeah. If you notice that most of their daily wheelies are people who use that engine. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like, they're probably like, hey, we'll give you it. We'll, we'll charge you nothing. We'll no, no, um, no engine fee, no nothing, EA. Oh my like, god! Can you can you imagine if Jedi Fallen Order it's on a pre order on Steam and then all of a sudden Epic swooped in and got and got them to switch? Uh, <laughs> EA has already got such bad press. I doubt they'd do I it. I doubt they would do that. Yeah, but that would be yeah. God. That would be funny. I think I think there's a lot of things going on this year with these publishers. I think EA and these other companies too. Like EA is not gonna like trounce in the blizzard situation but i bet you they have internal pr people like we need to do some goodwill things right now because we also have dealings in these other countries and we also do all these other things too and we already get a ton of bad press yeah so what can we do to get a good press especially right now when all the bad press is on blizzard yeah and one of the most interesting things about this thing is so that true you can buy all versions of the ea access pass through steam and get all the games See, that's that was the interesting part to me, like the EA access pass. I'm I'm curious how that's going to going to work. Like, so you just have your it's just a subscription that just keeps renewing like. Uh, yeah, I, I used it for when I remember back when we were trashing Anthem and I wasn't going to pay full price for it. So I yeah. bought the access pass to try it out. I played it for four hours. I'm like, this is horse shit. And then I went and used my because when you get EA access pass back then, you got like a hundred, you got a bunch of like whatever the fake currency is an apex. And I went and bought a bunch of fucking boxes. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wonder, I wonder if that'll prompt like, cause you play has its own mm -hmm. pass that's coming out. Right. Like, yeah. If steam already has a version of it, it's like, Hey, let's put that on steam too. I, I 
as like as a as a person who likes to watch the industry in terms of what they do business wise, I'm thinking that a lot of these companies are going to slowly start to back away from the heavy monetization. Monetization won't go away, but the heavy monetization will, and they're going to start all hawking these these subscription fees because in terms of growth, there's no better way to show growth than a subscription fee. I mean, yeah. that's true. And and people don't have a negative uh, connotation around a subscription. Right. Like me and Mitch have been doing the Xbox Pass. I got nothing bad to say. I got to play nope. Outer Worlds yeah. for cheap. Day one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's... It's sort of in, it's sort of interesting because it's like oh maybe I'll just maybe I'll just keep my access pass and like they end up getting what like hundred and fifty dollars out of you throughout the entire year mm-hmm. if you were to keep it like that's like for a for a regular for a regular person that's probably over a lot of like average spend yeah for most customers. well for power users like us where we buy several titles a year you save yeah. a lot of money. Yep, for it, sure. it depends on what they have in their library too, you know. Well, and, and it's interesting because Microsoft's doing um, some some pretty cool stuff right now. They brought back their all access thing because they did it last year, where you could sign up and get access to the Game Pass and get an Xbox. It was like thirty bucks a month last year or whatever, and you get gold, you get Xbox Game Pass, and you get a uh, Xbox if you sign up for like a twelve twenty four month contract. Now with Project Scarlet coming out next year, they've lowered the price to twenty for their base model, which is the digital edition of the Xbox. Um, but twenty bucks a month gives you, it uh, gets you an Xbox, uh, Game Pass for PC and Xbox, and Xbox Live, which is basically their Game Pass Ultimate, which is fifteen dollars a month. So you're if you're going to be spending fifteen dollars a month on Ultimate then you could spend an extra five bucks and get another Xbox. Dude, can you, that's such a good value. Yeah. And you no. like compare that to like, wow, or FF 14 where you're paying roughly 15 bucks. Right. I will yeah, say the same it's, thing. Wow. it's, it is kind of a good value. I guess that there's some interesting things that you can do with the game pass right now, where if you go on and you buy like, especially now that black Friday is coming out. Um, if you buy a year's worth of Xbox live, you can uh which goes on sale for like 60 bucks sometimes 70 bucks you can upgrade that to xbox game pass ultimate for like a dollar so you can actually get ultimate for a year for a lot cheaper than you would um but if you don't have an xbox or if you are someone that likes to just have a monthly subscription going instead of paying it all up front it's a good deal so what's interesting too because you both Microsoft and now EA you can now buy their games on Steam as well. Yep. And if I'm trying to sell a subscription model, I need the most eyeballs. I'm not going to Epic for that. Nope. Oh yeah. Like Definitely I'm not. sorry, it's not going to happen. And especially for an inferior sorry, product. Epic. Not going to happen. Dude, like if they had spent as much time on their on their store as they do as their awesome engine, they wouldn't have had all this fucking bad press. Yeah, right. Like if they came out with a store that had all these features that Steam yeah. has, like there would be a there would be a very good reason for a lot of people to switch. Well, you know? I, w- I do think it's interesting too. the features for God's sakes. Yeah, I do think it's interesting, too. Apparently, it's not widely known 
that you can get Outer Worlds through Microsoft. Because the bad press of it going to Epic was so huge, people still think it's Epic exclusive and it's not. Hmm, that's funny. Like a lot of people don't know that. Oh, so as a public service announcement for today's show, if you're not playing Outer Worlds and you want to, you can go sign it's- up for Xbox Game Pass for a dollar and play the game right and now. And right now, currently, it's $5 a month in the beta. Who knows when they'll up it to 10 or whatever, but like, yep. maybe they won't. I mean, I, I had that theory too, because like, we're talking about, we're talking about subscription fees. Like, Disney Plus is like $6.99. And one of yep. my theories was that they'll do that for a year to get market share. And then that'll be out the window. And, but Microsoft oh, is I pretty. I guarantee that. But Microsoft was pretty upfront about that when they announced it. They're like, "It's five dollars for the beta. It's going to go to ten afterwards." They were they weren't shitheads about it. They didn't just get like announce it as five bucks. Disney has not said anything that it's, it's going beyond six ninety nine. So if they if they do that, because look how look how look, people get really mad when Netflix ups their prices. Yeah, and so, they only yeah. do it by like a dollar. So every couple yeah. of years. Yeah, I think the the Disney streaming service, I think that there it's going to be more than a year before they raise the price because they're going to need th- that market share, they're going to have to build over time. It's going to be it's going to take a bit. Like they're yeah. going to get that initial huge up and then they're just going to have to slowly uptick. <clears throat> Cuz whoever whoever is super excited about it, I guess it really depends on how the game how it launches. Because if it's like like when Sling TV first launched, I was pretty excited about that app and like it yeah. was a shit service when mm-hmm. it first launched. It was really bad. And like I've actually I actually am subscribed right now over like the the college sport college football season to watch college football and like the service is great now and it has a lot more options than it did back then, but like when it first launched I was like this is this is fuck shit like $20 a month for, and it's like cutting out all the time. So I would think like with Disney money, they wouldn't have that problem, but eh, if they get 300 million people connecting to it all at the same time. Yeah. But you know, there's maybe many people who don't have problems when you get that many users. Maybe that's why they're starting off at $7 because at the end of the day, if you get the service and it's like, Oh, there's only like five movies and like a couple TV shows and, and it hiccups every once in a while. Like, well, at least it's only, it's only seven bucks. Yeah. I on I honestly think that might be one of their plays. They're like, eh, but if, if there's not enough things, like people will keep it because it's cheap. Yep. Um. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see because they also said the full catalog is going to be on there. It's going to be like a rotating catalog, right? Oh, they're going to rotate things in and out. Yeah. Oh, like they're going to rotate the Disney catalog in and out, so it's going to be like a revolving vault. Oh well, then that then everyone's gonna have to keep it because you know like that, this this month it's Little Mermaid, next month yeah, it's Mulan. Next, yeah, next month FOMO Mulan. shit right there. Huh? That's mar- that's a marketing tool. Yep. FOMO. Yeah, free of missing out or fear of missing out. Yep. yep. And then two months from now, it's gonna be the original. <laughs> it's gonna be the Holy Grail, the original version of Star Wars. Dude. Yep. <laughs> that's gonna piss some people off because. And the only reason I say that is everyone's used to Netflix where your stuff, if it's like a Netflix original, it's always there. Yeah. Always. Which, God, that's such a better, I mean, just from an end user perspective, it's just a better model. (laughs) Yeah. 
I, I preface Netflix original because if it's a license fee, it could go away. Yeah. And Disney is clearly putting all of their own shit on there. Well, and like, I don't, I, for the fan base, right? Like, I don't know. I, I have some friends that have kids that are old enough to want to request what movies they want to watch. And it's usually like the same movie over and over again, right? Like when Frozen came out, it was, oh, I want to watch Frozen. Oh, can we watch Frozen? Or, oh, can we watch Moana? And it's those shows over and over and over again. So can you imagine what it's going to be like for parents that they, like the kids on the Moana, they want, to, they want to watch Moana. Like, I'm sorry, Timmy, Moana's not on the streaming service anymore. Oh my God, that's actually like a really good point. Because if they, like that could backfire on them. Yeah. Because like if it was, like this is the only, this is the only fucking movie my kid wants to watch. And it's not on the streaming service. Like, all right, well, I guess I'm not paying for this anymore. Yep. And it's not like you can go out and buy it because they don't sell their Blu-rays all the time. Yeah. Plus, like, wait, who has $8 to buy a Blu-ray? Yep, that too. I only have $7 for the streaming service. Blu-rays are our, fucking our expensive, Blu-rays too. Way more yeah, they're like that. 20 Unless yeah. you get them who on has, sale. Who has $1,000 to buy a Blu-ray yeah. of the special edition of Moana? I don't because I'm spending all my money on streaming services. Yeah. And game passes. How much are you how much are you up to? About eight hundred dollars in streaming services every month? Yeah, it's around there. Getting there. Yep. <laughs> it's so much better value. <laughs> this is way better than cable. <laughs> this, is, this is way better than cable. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, speaking of the streaming wars and the, the launcher wars and all that stuff, there's been data that shows that now that all this new competition's here, piracy is at an all-time high for nice. everything. Hmm. Like games and movies and TV shows that are readily available in a streaming service, but because everything's split apart now, or going to be, people are getting incensed with it. See, that's that's mm-hmm. unfortunate because I that was always always my thing. It's like, like if you make it like um, Spotify proved that it's not about the money. It's about making it readily available. Yeah. Making it not hard to get to like. I've never heard of like Google Music, Apple Music or Spotify doing like exclusive deals. No, they just at all. They just have like where <laughs> a new album dropped. OK, I'm going to get it on my service. Awesome. I'm listening to it. Great. Yeah. Like. I think that they have some actually. They did. Yeah. I'm pretty sure T Swizzle was on fucking Apple Music yeah. for a while before she I got on Spotify. Give a shit about that. I yeah, I know, but it. like that's your that's I I know she's your favorite artist, Jason. Like she's this, not. I don't like pop music. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, I know you don't. T Swizzle's not pop. She's legit. She's mm-hmm. hardcore now. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah I uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money in having your own streaming service if it does well there's also a lot of money <laughs> there's also not a lot of money in it if your streaming service flops like PlayStation Vu did it flop? Did it flop? It's they are closing there, as of January. Really? Oh, really? Yep. When did that huh. get announced? Today. Uh, Dude, it was expensive. 
it was like 30 pretty, bucks wasn't it, it? Was, it was pretty expensive i mean 30 bucks is uh, on par for like i think that's what the hulu one costs and like youtube tv and stuff isn't it see i think it it is like it's about on par with the other with the other services i don't know what it was i think is it because it includes cable channels like they included cable channels i think it was just a slightly more expensive than the other ones and like it's definitely more expensive than Sling TV, which is why I always use I've always used Sling because I used PlayStation Vu when it first came out one year, uh, because I was like, oh, I'll, I'll use this to watch the the fall college football events, and it it actually worked really well out the gate, but it was also more expensive than the other options, and uh their app was a little more clunky it also felt like it was like they also it was like at the time i think it was only available on roku or just on an actual ps3 or 4 um so i'm not i'm not exactly sure it'd be i'd i'd be interested in a post-mortem about why that service failed when there's so many other services that seem to be doing like that seems to be where the money is, you know. Yeah. See, YouTube TV is fifty bucks a month. Yeah. Maybe they're going uh, all hard on PlayStation now, then, because I read somewhere that the Sony's major music or not music major money now comes from the video game division. Like the, it dwarfs yeah. apparently the movie industry they have and the music and even the uh, hardware stuff they do. PlayStation hmm. Now is legit, man. Like, like it's. It's a good service, in my opinion. It's like they're like the first ones who really did the streaming game streaming well. And they didn't get the bad press like Google did. No. It's because nobody trusts Google <laughs> anymore. It's like, what could we possibly do that's bad with all of your info? Not even <laughs> that. It's like, I think it's because like you you hear about youtube being very heavy-handed about who they allow on there now and stuff like that even though we're on youtube um i think maybe that causes some mistrust and then i don't know yeah google they're a big giant company so but i don't i don't even think that's taken off very well is it the google tv or google youtube stadia. tv oh stadia google. well stadia has its own problems i guess they released the other day that um because the only way, it, like they they were gonna make it so that anybody could play it, and then uh, recently they announced that you can only play it if you have official Stadia hardware. And what? Yeah. Why? And for the time being, that's not what was sold, right? <laughs> and uh, and they are de- like they're going to be delayed for when they're shipping out their controllers and stuff. So not only can not everybody jump on right away when the when the service like launches, but uh, you didn't buy that Founders Edition, did you? No, not at all. Okay. I mean, I was I am a hundred percent planning on testing it out, using it. Yeah. Yeah, because like the one of the things that they were saying was you could get um, there was like a Destiny bundle or something like that, right? Where it, it was like ten bucks and you get the pro version, which gives you four K streaming. And a copy of Shadow Keep and Destiny 2 Shadow Keep has cross save. So it's like, okay, well, this is 10 bucks for me to to test this out, you know, for for you listeners. I'm spending <laughs> money for you guys. Um but it's only gonna cost me 10 bucks. Uh I wasn't about to drop 130 on the controller and everything. 
but I guess now I'll have to wait a little bit longer because only people with the official controllers can play. And even then, those are getting delayed. So who knows when you'll get them. So what That's does so approved stupid. hardware even mean? Like, do you got to go buy a Chromebook or something? Like, no, I don't it, understand. I think it's the found. You have to get the founders pack. I, from what I understand, and, and I could be wrong, but you have to ha- you have to be using like whatever Chromecast that they send out, or maybe any Chromecast will work. But you have to be using their controller. So, so is the controller coming out at the same time the streaming service launches? Yes, kind of. Technically, yes, but their shipping's it's- delayed. It feels like you're buying a console almost. Yeah. Even though you're not spending 400 bucks. But yep. so but as a I'm side really... note, I got invited to the Project X Cloud today. Uh, so I'll be testing that out. Are you in the X Cloud? Yeah. Isn't that one? That one's Microsoft like, uh, streaming Sony service. and Microsoft are. No, it, I, f- I, think it's like, on. I think it's just Xbox. Or just Microsoft. Yeah, just I think it was. I think it was Nintendo. Actually, I thought. I, heard, I thought I heard you could play X Cloud games and Switch. Hold on, maybe we'll that's her, the facts straight. That might be the end goal. Right now, it's only Microsoft games in whatever beta that I just got into. And I know that there was another one, uh, for another company, Microsoft and Sony form that I played that actually worked pretty well. I can't say who it was because of an NDA. But I will say that it worked pretty well. Ooh. So that's dope. Yeah, I kind of I feel know, like I don't know if it's specifically XCloud, but definitely uh, Sony and Microsoft signed an agreement about to use like Microsoft Azure for their cloud streaming oh, services. I bet you both those fucks are secretly trying to take down Google. And I honestly think Microsoft as a company has been making really good moves to combat Google pretty hardcore, at least with their software products. Yeah, they just got a a big deal that they stole away from Amazon, didn't they? A government contract? It was like Project Jedi. Really? Yeah, it was... It's a Star Wars thing? Yeah, so... Yeah, so there's there's a there is a Project Jedi, which is a, a ten billion dollar uh, military cloud contract that am, uh, that Microsoft stole from AWS. Wow! Damn. Yep. Honestly, awesome. From AWS, so they stole from Amazon. Yeah, they stole it from Amazon. You don't want the Amazon to capture that entire market. Like nobody does. No. Yep. Like there needs to be a solid competitor. I can see someone like so oh. that they like they need to keep each other on their toes because then. The both services are going to continue to get better. Like it's okay that they're it's okay that AWS is like the dominant player, but they they need some competition. Yeah, there's still Someone's plenty. Gonna... There's still plenty of physical hardware out there to be moved to the cloud for everybody. Someone's gonna be like, guys, you're hypocrites. You guys are like the Epic Store. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, Azure is not a a more incompetent service. I've never used it. I've only used uh, it, Amazon's AWS and then Google's uh, cloud. Yeah. Yeah. But Azure, you can you can put Linux images on there and everything. So also an exclusive Windows stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand. It's Microsoft. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's been I'm pretty sure because Microsoft has been contributing to the Linux kernel, and I think most of the reason why they've been doing that is to support Azure. I mean, that would make sense. Yeah. So, hmm. 
At least I think that's that's more speculation. Well, I mean, a lot. I don't know if that's. Well, there's a lot of stuff for sure that they're definitely putting in the Linux. I th- I think at least on the entertainment side of things, and this is why I think Epic's long game is or their short game is not going to work. Microsoft realized that their exclusivity habits from the 360 era didn't work out for them, and it showed in the Xbox One era where they weren't making as much money. Yeah, yeah, because they so had shit games. Had shit games, and now they're branching out to of these other systems. Like yeah, you're not going to see, huh? I was saying they just basically have said they just want to be wherever you are. Yeah. So instead of like you have to buy a Windows phone, they're just like, fuck it. We're going to make Android apps. We're going to make Linux apps like yeah. wherever instead the user is. We want them to be using Microsoft products. They've realized that instead of trying to close people in on their platform, it's better to just be everywhere. Yep. Right. Yep. So that's it's, why it's a smart strategy. Yeah, like, it is a smart strategy. And I think that's why Epic's short term whatever they're going to do isn't going to pan out for them very well. Yeah. Cause I think, I think everybody's every company's goal is they want to be like Apple, right? Cause Apple yeah. has like this giant grip on their consumer base. And if yeah. you own an Apple product, it, you will always own Apple. And part of that is because it's so hard to get out of the Apple ecosystem. Like I've, yeah. I've heard of issues where people will have, like iPhones and, and iPads and Macs and everything like that. And then they'll like switch from iPhone to Android and they won't be able to get text messages because their phone number is tied into the Apple system. Yeah. And so <laughs> like their phone doesn't work correctly. I mean, how God. true that is, I don't know. I've never like looked super into it. I've just heard that it's happened. But conjecture. That's what, I mean, apropos. That's what Microsoft wanted, you know, back in the day. That's what Epic yep. wants. Uh, and now Microsoft steam they're they're like that's not unless you can tie someone in from the very very beginning it's a little late to become the next apple yeah and also on a Microsoft make something brand new yep yeah after so I, we haven't completed the game yet and so that's why we're not reviewing it right now but we're both me and Mitch are both playing Outer Worlds and I've been baby steps going through it I like it a lot but um that game has made me way more excited for Mike. Because if you don't know, Microsoft made a ton of acquisitions for first party studios within the last two years. Mm-hmm. And Obsidian was one of them. I'm actually excited for this game's sequel with Microsoft money behind it. Like, I'm not against first party exclusives, I'm against third party exclusives. Like, it's the dumbest shit ever. If you want to, you know, spend your own money and in- increase your brand, your IP, good on you. You know, I'm not stopping Netflix from making originals or stuff like that. Um, so I am actually really hyped for what Microsoft's going to do. And I'm less so what Sony's going to do because I know they're going to keep doing that stupid Sony formula that I know people like Tim are okay with. I'm A not. Cinematic experience. A cinematic experience. Well, Microsoft bought companies that don't do that. Like in Exile and Obsidian, they make, they make games that are story-based, but they're these like very like phoned-in but also like stat wise, like experiences. They're games. They're more they're, games than they are movies. They're yep. games. Yeah. Do you agree with that, Mitch? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's uh I find that there I think that there's a place for both, right? Because like with a game like uh Outer Worlds or RPGs in general, it's not a game that I can just like sit yeah. down for 10, 20 minutes and play. 
right? Because yeah. I, I want to get immersed into it. But yeah. a game like Last of Us 2, when it comes out after it's been delayed, uh, yeah. that's more of a, oh, yeah, I can I can hop in. I can play a little bit of the game, you know, go through the story, enjoy it, and, and kind of quit, which is also why I think yeah. I like, uh, you know, League of Legends Teamfight Tactics. I yeah. like the Apex games, the the quick ones. Yeah. Well, of like, and it's funny too because Sony used to have a really broad range of games, and mm-hmm. I I think Uncharted started them down this cinematic path. I'm not against you guys, them having them games, but if every game is like that, the only game I can think of that was exclusive to PS4 but Sony had that wasn't like that was Bloodborne. Yeah, like even even like God of War has a kind of cinematic feel, and so does Spider Man. Oh yeah. Oh, God of War. So the Spider-Man. Definitely cinematic. Would you agree Spider-Man did too? Yeah. Like, even though it was an open world game, it was kind of, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to play a movie all the time. Yeah. It's I annoying. Think, I think Spider-Man, I have a little bit of a skewed view on because when I bought, when I rented that game, um, I knew I had a limited time on it. So yeah. I just played through the story and didn't do really a lot of side content. And so it feels a lot more cinematic to me than it would be yeah. if I had spent well, 30 hours going through side content. I'm someone who likes to play open world games, but one of the things I don't ever really like are the open world superhero games. I just do the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. I do the story quest I, and I'm done. Something about the lack of like, like if I'm playing like a Fallout or like an Elder Scrolls, I have this RPG character progression screen. It makes you want to go do stuff. Yep. And I know there's a level up system in there, but it's it's the it's the Batman level up system. Yeah. Don't care. The, you know <laughs> the, the thing that made me want to uh, actually do stuff in that Spider-Man game though was the um, the cosmetic system. I wanted to unlock more oh. suits. That was the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah, and they're obviously like playing their niche. And that game sold gangbusters and stuff like that. So yeah. I, all I'm saying, Sony is like, make a different game. Yeah, <laughs> try. try something because i feel like if they don't microsoft's going to appeal to this other audience and they're going to grow this new audience yeah they might just do that yeah it makes me wonder who that like how many of these games are actually like being sold and to whom right because like kids when i look at you know what my nieces and nephews are playing for video games and other you know their friends and everything like that. They're they're not playing The Last of Us or God of War or Horizon. They're not playing Spider Man. They're not playing Outer Worlds. They're not playing Skyrim. They're playing Fortnite. They're playing Apex. Yeah. Right? Like they're yeah. playing the games that have no story. I have a I have a so, secret for you, Mitch. You know who's buying those games? Fucking your old men like us. Oh yeah, right. Well, so. There's some demography here going on here too that we can talk about. So the us, I'm on the tail end of millennial, and you guys are millennials. Our yep. gen, our, our because we are the children of boomers, we are still a very large population uh, in the United States only. So we still make up a very large buying block, very large. Yep. And since our generation and Gen X didn't have as many kids, the demography is actually much smaller below us. So it kind of goes like boomers like this big, Gen X didn't have as much kids. Then the boomers had kids and had us. 
and then we didn't have as many kids and, and the Gen Xers didn't have as many kids. So that's actually much smaller down here. If you look at like a demography scale of the United States, it's kind of how it looks. Hmm. So in terms of like money, the millennial video gamer is still a huge market. So you can still make those old games and people are still going to buy them in boatloads. Yep. Which is why we're getting so many remastered and stuff like that right now. Yeah. Yep. So the the people who like Fortnite better hope they so attract the older audience because without it, they only have these kids whose parents are whales that are paying for everything, literally on the backs of the parents. Yep. You think about it. Yep. Yeah, it makes me wonder so, what like the next generation of video games are going to be. Well, let's briefly talk about it's that. It's going to be so, a button that you just press. Well, what I mean is like right now right so you have you have a bunch of people that aren't necessarily having kids and and our generation is playing games that we we want to play games that we know and that we like that we grew up with right like we grew up with rpgs we grew up with mmos we grew up with shooters right like csgo and uh everquest world of warcraft like all these all these games that are uh we want to continue the rpg style which is why I like Outer Worlds, why everyone wants to play Fallout. Um, and then you have this next generation, right, that is playing, like all the games that are coming out are, aren't targeted towards them, so they're playing Fortnite, right? So when they grow up, are are they going to continue playing games? Are they going to be continuing well, playing Fortnite? Or are they just going to stop? It's interesting, too, because that hmm. same question was asked about the Minecraft audience, because there isn't really any game like Minecraft. Like there mm. are there are in that genre, but nothing as expansive as that. So no. nobody's filled that niche. So people still play Minecraft, like in terms of like competition, believe it or not, Minecraft competes with Fortnite, especially in revenue. Hmm. Still, even like even after its its resurgence, if you want to call it that. So. That's the that's kind of where the live service boner dream comes from. It's where people are playing the same game for 10 plus years or however long Minecraft. Minecraft's been around since like, what, 2009 or 10? It's been a while for a grip. The live yeah. service boner dream. It's a yeah. live service boner dream. It really yep. is. And honestly, that's why I'm curious. So like Riot we want to talk about this briefly. Are they, they were like the trendsetters of the free to play genre and they mm -hmm. still are very dominant there and still make a fuck ton of money. And they have a and good monetization to, model. Yeah. And they're also 100% owned by China, yep. <laughs> but that's, but China. nobody talks about that. Um, they have two, they, they, I, I don't know. I know Dota competes with them and I know both Dota underworlds and team fight tactics. They're like, I don't know if they're neck and neck, but they both make a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? But Riot now is jumping into the FPS uh, hero genre and the card game genre. Yep. So I'm curious about that because, they, and somebody at Riot was like, let's make a new IP. Do we go to Battle Royale or do we go Overwatch? And for some reason they said, let's make Overwatch 10 times better. And Mitch showed me a trailer today and it was like, it was like, it was more like Team Fortress meets CSGO. Yeah, we're talking about uh, pro their project A. Yeah, it looks super fun. Yep. Yeah, and you have. Like, I'm curious if they can pull some of that Fortnite bucks and the Overwatch bucks. Yeah, because you have like different, you have different style characters like Team Fortress, Overwatch, Wood, but the gunplay looks more like CS:GO does. CSGO. 
but the different players have like different abilities that you can do different things with. So, and that's that's kind of a three prong attack. They're going for Overwatch, Fortniteers, and CS:GO players. Yep. And they're also trying to go forward the competitive gamer too, because one of the biggest things yeah. that they were talking about in the the trailer video that I watched was that they're focusing hard on their netcode, on latency, on uh, peekers Ooh. advantage, like everything that anyone hates about first person shooters, because you know there's there's hackers out there or the peekers advantage because of different pings and the netcode sucks for this game. They're trying to get all of that right yeah and in terms of the card game apparently they solved the monetization problem of over monetization like hearthstone has a problem with yeah i haven't i don't know what i don't know what they're doing but apparently it's brilliant (laughs) i haven't looked into it but they're i know that they're like they're trying to get away from the random card packs because that's how you you know you get cards in hearthstone is you I, get random cards and then you can make yeah. certain cards by disenchant- disenchanting, but I haven't played the Runeterra game, so I don't know. I think it's smart because I honestly think monetization fatigue among the general populace is kicking in. The whales are the whales of the whales. Yep. But you can't have an entire business model off of those people alone. They can't carry your entire bottom line. No. You still need people. You still need people giving you ten bucks every so often. Yep. Right. I I think that's smart, and I think they're picking up on that. Yeah. And I and I, I'll go back to my earlier statement. I think the I think the bigger companies know that too, and they're always going to be a monetization, but they're going to dial it back and more push the subscription service. And it's interesting. The only company that doesn't have one, and I think the reason why is Activision Blizzard because they don't have a huge catalog between Activision and Blizzard. Like Activision is what the Call of Duty guys, and then yep. sometimes they make a game like Sekiro. And then there's the Blizzard games, which has a subscription model video game already. Yeah, and they have lots of monetization inside their games. But could that come back to bite them in the ass? BlizzCon is literally, like, as of this recording, BlizzCon's this weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's in three days. Yeah. So we'll see if they can hold up. But I actually find the business side of the stuff very fascinating about what's going forward. So... I think I think a lot of these companies got spooked by a, a lot. A lot of European countries did loot box legislation, and it was it never would have passed here, but it was majorly talked about by a lot of senators and stuff here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even if it doesn't pass here, like then the, you still run into the issue of having different. Um, like if you look at Hearthstone, for example, right? Like with the loot box legislation that they were going through in. In Europe, what if they had said that card packs in Hearthstone is gambling? Or a loot box. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden for Hearthstone, it's okay, well, we can't have card packs in Europe. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, I guess we'll sell individual cards. Like, well, then even if the legislation isn't here, you're still going to have people here being like, well, what the fuck? Like, they can buy individual yeah. cards, but I still have to do random ass loot packs. Like, what the fuck? So, yep. It's a big scare, which is, I mean, I like, the, just go. I like how people are getting away from it, right? Like Rocket League, yeah. Um, whatever other one that happened as well, where they're, uh, Fortnite, where they're getting rid of like yeah. the actual loot box things. And it's just like, oh, well, here's, here's a bunch of shit that you can buy. Even, uh, right. I logged into League of Legends the other day because I'm playing Team Fight Tactics. Super fun. Um, 
they have they've they have their store like they have any they're always have their store they have mm-hmm. champions they have skins and everything like that but they have like a daily uh skin sale it's like your sale thing or whatever then you can go on and you can have it'll you'll have like custom skins that are on sale for you that you can buy at whatever discount which is kind of cool those are smarter monetization from ideas in my head yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward because i especially when the bureaucracy of government comes after you it's got to spook a lot of people oh yeah oh for sure yeah you should just go back to the original model man just release new games it work release Mm -hmm. new games or do what riot does they don't they still make boatloads of money selling skins yeah yeah (laughs) it's like you want a skin it's five dollars just buy 20 they had twenty thousand (laughs) dollars yeah and it isn't also this bullshit thing where like that's another thing too the the thing where you buy a sixty dollar game and they try to sell you a twenty dollar skin that needs that needs die in a fire go away yeah Mm -hmm. like just be Fallout 76 should have been a free game at yep. this point, based on what they're doing now. It's got a fucking subscription now, and it doesn't even work. Uh, <laughs> not only does it not work, but I also read today that um, people that have the subscription are getting targeted <laughs> in games by people that don't have don't? it. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, because they can identify who they are based on the perks. Yep. Because they get like a, a special armor oh, set no. and yep. some emotes. Oh. Yep. So they're getting targeted <laughs> in game. Oh my god, we should we should get fault spin up fault seventy six and go hunting. Have it. Go hunting some subscriptioners. Right. So I don't know. Because you remember how that game had open mic from the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Oh like, god. Subscriptioner so boy, you get banned so fast. <laughs> get you over spent, here. You spent money. <laughs> how dare you enjoy a game and spend money on it? Yeah, so it turns out, uh, you know, when they announced it last week that uh, that their NPCs in game were getting delayed, it's because they knew. Yeah, it's because they knew by you know announcing the subscription thing, we'd have people to target in game other than NPCs. Yep. There you go. So that's so funny. It's like the people who spit on because the Asmund Gold. Oh, um, and while yeah. people who buy store mounts, Asmogold started this thing where it's like, if you see somebody with a store mount, you slash spit them. And they would like, like it became a big thing where someone mm-hmm. would be in town of a, a store mount and just have this game. People, <laughs> <laughs> which is so like, it's so dumb to me because like, how do you know how they bought it? How do you know how they bought that, that store mount? Right? Like there's a bunch Doesn't... of people that have millions of gold that you can turn into Money. Doesn't matter, Daddy Asmund Gold started a revolution. Fucking Daddy Asmund. Yeah, Asmund Gold says it's not okay. Therefore, <laughs> I have to attack somebody over it. Yeah, that's fair. It's tribalism, Mitch. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, one last interesting tidbit since we're talking about WoW and WoW personalities. Do you remember back in I don't know the early two thousands when Burning Crusade was out? There was this YouTuber guy called Athene, and he was like the best paladin in the world. That name sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure I've seen some of his videos. He, he was a really niche like YouTube comedian. Well, apparently the guy had a cult or has a cult. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Can we get our own cult? <laughs> Uh, TMJ syndrome cult. I don't know. If, I don't know if yeah. we want that. No. You sure? Y- yeah. What would be the tenets of our faith? 
Well, it'd just be like the Simpsons episode where we na 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 leader. Remember that? Yeah. Leader, leader. Everyone's inside. Everyone is hypnotized. Who's listening to this right now because of the song? Yep. Yep. So, yeah. World of Warcraft starts cults. Yeah, that's true. Kidding. Sure. But I'm assuming next week is going to be a. Next episode's going to be a uh, very Blizzard theme episode. Yeah, we'll have e- things to talk about. Either in a very good way or a very bad way. I don't think there's going to oh, be a real yeah. big middle ground. No way. I'll be try. I'm going to be impartial. I'm not going to bring up the my obvious issues with the company. <laughs> I'm going to judge the games on their on what they show me and what I think about it. That makes sense. Like I'm already I'm prepared, I'm already up not going to buy Warcraft Three Reforged anymore based on. Have you seen the models that got leaked? They look like shit. Yeah, I, I like I saw them. They look dumb. And I read an article <laughs> <laughs> that was like it was talk. I think. No, I think it was Bellior's video where he was comparing them to like models you can buy on the uh, asset store. <laughs> on the asset store that look better. So, yeah, yeah I don't it know. looks like shit. Yeah. So. They done fucked up, which is hilarious because of how long it's taking. It was supposed to be released in the summer. It's not. It's no longer summer. No, no it's summer. Not. It's fucking cold. Yeah, it's cold time. Yeah, so it's cold time. The fuck. The fuck. And there's so many leaks going on right now. I I really got to think that they're doing some kind of like their purpose. Yeah, their purpose. Oh, it's on purpose 100%. for sure. They're away on purpose. I did read though, fuck it, we're we're already going long. Uh, one of the leaks was uh, was Overwatch two. Instead of you know how you had a theory about Overwatch becoming the the looter shooter, yeah. Well, the new leak says it's more like Left for Dead. Yeah, I read that Ooh. too. It's like yeah, Is that a good thing. It's Overwatch meets Left for Dead two. And no, it's not I a good thing. It's basically good. like it like they have that mode right now in their Halloween event, right? Where it's like a PVE thing where you go in there and there's like just waves of AI that come at you and then like a boss at the end that you kill. And it's, they've been doing it for a few years in a row. And so if it's just a reskin of their, of their special events that they're turning into, Oh, this is our PVE mode. That's fucking dumb. That'd be so frustrating. Like there's so much cool lore in that, in that game. Yeah. Like they need to make a story mode, like an actual story mode. I actually agree with mm-hmm. you like, on that, even though I hate that kind of shit. If they did like a Destiny t- style looter shooter and then made it more like Borderlands in a sense, like when you play a Borderlands, you're not making your character. You're playing one of the Vault Hunters and you can name it, but it's in get, get customizations. But it's I'm Zane or I'm yeah, Moe. Yeah. Why can't you be Tracer or be whatever? Like you can do it or, and done. Like, hey, I think the Overwatch, like Overwatch is is more like it should be more like a Call of Duty style where it's like it's like a 10 hour like story mode that tells a story that's part of the lore of the game. And then they send you into the real the main game, the end game, which is like their really awesome multiplayer, which is the strengths of the of their game. You mean like PvP multiplayer? Because I PvP or PvE, whatever multiplayer they have an MMO, right? 
And it was just like, but they could still mm-hmm. do that with the, the looter shooter model. Like they could go back could. to that dream. Yeah, that's what Destiny is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they should make a Destiny. Like I think, I think it should be more, they make an actual, they make a cool, like a cool story of like, follow Tracer through some events in the Overwatch world. And it takes you 10 hours to play it. And it's like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then you go back to some whatever awesome multiplayer that they have and cool new multiplayer modes and all this stuff. The only problem I see with that, not that that would be bad, is it would be hard to develop because of the huge cast of characters. Yep. Although, if they just start out with all of them dying, (laughs) (laughs) well, if they have like what they could do is like a. like different seasons or whatever, where that you have like different expansions and, and whatnot. And each oh, they make you pay for it. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. probably would, but like, yeah. think about $10 if, from where the store, think about if like, if every, you know, every quarter they released a $10 expansion, that was another 10 hours of story mode. And they just like switch whose story that they're doing or what part of the story, right? Like it's, yeah, it's Tracer's story this time. And then like next uh, the next DLC is oh you're spending ten hours playing Winston's story and it's like it's a different yeah. part in the world so it's not like you're playing the same story over and over just as a different character you're you're playing a you know something that progresses the overall story mm. yeah or you're playing these like origin stories of the different characters you're doing this you're in the middle mm. of this crazy war you're in the middle of like some part of that crazy war that happened with the robots and all you know yeah. There's so much yeah. lore in that that like it's crazy that they don't have like proper story modes. Yep. So game. the other leak was that Diablo 4 was going to be first person mode and be quote unquote the fantasy looter shooter, yep. even though there's no shooting. What the fuck? Yeah. I think that would be way more polarizing. I play a game like that. Oh, I would. I, too. I'm not a hardcore Diablo person, but people who are hardcore in Diablo would hate that. Yep. The only like that. reason that I think that they could get away with that is if they also uh, announced Diablo 2 Remastered. Yeah, you're probably right. They're like, let's just pull a WoW Classic. Yeah. Well, and like. look at look at how WoW Classic is doing right now. It's, mm-hmm. it's doing so well. There's so much bigger crap. Than the main game. Huh? You think it's bigger? Do you think it's bigger than the main game? I think so. Right now, it seems, I heard, it seems I heard that it, way. I heard it boosts their subs through the fucking roof. Yeah. I mean, and it's there's like no content out, right? But like, but every single day, Asmongold's on there doing Ragnaros and Onyxia. Yeah, he only plays WoW Classic yeah. now. He's the biggest WoW personality ever. Yeah, and all he does is play WoW Classic, and that's all. Like, that's awesome. most of the things that I see on Twitch for WoW when I when I look periodically is WoW Classic stuff. Yeah. All right, so we're running long. So next week when we post our Blizzard episode, you can come back to this episode and see if these leaks are real. Yeah. A weekend. I'm like, hey, remember that episode? You should go see TMJ last week episode. Yeah, we'll probably do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 